Hello, and welcome to State of Crime. And this is our very special 99th episode. So I'm doing a special intro because I'm super excited. Yeah, it caught me off guard though. I know. I Kaylin actually that. Elena's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so okay. this episode in our next episode, which is our 100th, which I'm super excited about, which we're also going to have to go get sushi around that time. Yes, we are. Um, those... Oh, we're just not doing what we're normally doing. I know, and we're so excited. And yeah. we want to thank everybody for the great suggestions. We didn't get very many, but like, thanks for those who did. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, you know, a little snarky. But no, we really do appreciate those right. of you who suggested cases to us. And um, we want to give a special shout out to Kyle, who has bought our first piece of merch. He got a coffee cup. And, it got delivered yesterday. So. And he even said it's, like, acceptable. So we're right. super happy about that. Which I guess coming from Kyle is... High praise indeed. Exactly. Yes. So, okay, so there was something that I started telling you about before we started recording, and then I had to stop myself because I felt like our listeners would also enjoy this piece of information. Yay. So, I was on TikTok this morning because, God bless my soul, you're I could get off of it. Oh, it's my God. So funny. Well, anyway, <laughs> and I come across somebody coloring and as I pay attention it is a serial killer and I was not like, the the coloring book right, is a serial right, killer right. not the person doing the coloring like on the page <laughs> this was, isn't like some weird like kink feed that yeah, she was on no so it was it was actually Ed Kemper mm-hmm. and then it had like different like his car and like different things that pertain to him and his crimes and stuff like that and so of course if there's a coloring book about serial killers, you know I'm going to look it up. Of course. And I found it. And it is on Amazon for $10.76. <laughs> and it is called The Serial Killer Coloring Book. And it has like, what does it say? Uh, 38 of the most famous serial killers brought to you in a way you've never seen them before. Whatever. So, She's super very cool. excited. I'm very excited. I'm buying it very soon. And I am also like even more, more than she is excited about the serial killer coloring book i am so flippin happy that Lori vallow is arrested yes we'll talk about that about damn time time. and it cracked me up because like you guys know i've been off facebook but i finally got back on this week and it cracked me up that on our discussion group there were like i don't even know how many people in a row posted that she'd better and every single about damn time about damn time and i was like i love you people every single one of you seriously it was awesome so I was scrolling on this Amazon page looking at this, looking at the reviews. Like, here's a picture that somebody else colored and posted as a review. Oh, my gosh. Of uh, David Berkowitz. (laughs) And there, I can't see who that is. Yep, nope, can't. Okay. Anyway. um, And the very first review is very funny to me. It's a one-star review. And she says, Amazon, what are you thinking? glorifying murderers and then wondering why kids shoot up schools. (laughs) This is horrific. My kid ordered this and I very quickly returned it. I can't believe anyone would publish something so terrible. What's next? Porn coloring books? I hoped Amazon had better morals than this. And you know, Amazon was like, porn coloring books? What a great idea. Why did we already have those? Okay, so there's two really funny parts to this. One, I read that out loud to my boyfriend today, and he was like, crying laughing. Do they have porn coloring books? Because that's a great idea. 
And so you know his ass got on Amazon and looked up porn coloring books. Oh, I'm sure. They're there. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> I don't I think there's a coloring book for everything at this point because they're just awesome. It's but. funny. And clearly this woman doesn't know how Amazon works. Because no. it's not like Amazon makes these things and sells right. them. It's right. like they're just like Yeah, they're just like Walmart or any other store. Right. Like yeah. I know. And Amazon has super low expectations for anything, which is why if any of you have not watched the series on Netflix called Broken. You should. It's only like four episodes. It's a mini series, but the first episode is very important, especially for most of our lady people who wear a lot of makeup or our gentlemen who wear makeup. makeup. I don't judge people. Yes. Um, if you wear makeup, uh, pay attention where you're buying the shit yes. from and watch at least that first episode of Broken. Yep. It will change your whole outfit. Well, that and on. and health and hair care products too. Yes. I've learned like you know. Oh, that's, I learned that. Yeah, yeah. That's why they tell job. you you know to buy from a salon mm -hmm. or you know a an official outlet whatever right. so but because yeah. even the same even like this is something because i just started working at the salon so this is something i just learned it's like for instance like the big sexy hairspray mm -hmm. you look at it at walmart it no longer says salon approved mm -hmm. or professional salon approved or something like that because it's kind of the same thing but it's like bought through another company and they can be like watered down and it's just it's bonkers not the same no not the same and it completely changed my out view on how amazon works and stuff mm -hmm. like that so i've definitely been a lot more cautious of yes. the things that i am purchasing yes. and where they're coming from but coloring books go for it right because like what what okay. are you gonna do you get like a right. bad paper cut right but i'm really really <sighs> excited about this coloring book <laughs> and there's another one called the bloody alphabet which is uh, yeah i've seen that one too because people always send me these things like you know my friends send it to me on messenger or whatever you know right like... the scary scariest ser wow why can't i speak right now <laughs> the scariest serial killers coloring book Ooh. and so i mean i see ed gein on here which bugs me but we've already i talked know we've about already that, talked about that which means he's probably in the other one too mm -hmm. and again he's not a serial killer for, oh, if, if anybody didn't know ed gein is not, is not a, serial a serial killer, killer. just messed up fucked up yeah. fucked up human yes. being yes but not but a serial killer not a serial killer and it really bugs me that he gets classified as one because he's not i know maybe he could have been like you know i wonder given enough time oh he for sure could have been yeah but so maybe that's not. why I, I, I <laughs> you know. know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's so, just like, i don't know Anyway, so I really wish I could have give shout outs to the people. Do we want to talk more about the Lori Fellow? Is there, is we there can. Not, do I you mean, know, if you, have you followed up on I, the there, All I know is that she was arrested finally. For contempt. For contempt. And there was something else. Oh, child abandonment, which I thought was really interesting. They threw that one in there. Um, and then it, she's being held on a $5 million, million dollar yep. bond because they are such a high flight risk. So that means she has to cough up a half a million dollars in cash if she wants to get out of jail. And I'm hoping she doesn't. And it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Well, and I know that a lot of people have talked and been really fucking pissed off about how long it took to get her arrested. But, I mean, if you look at it logically, she was arrested on contempt. Which means that's all they have on her right now. And so it probably took longer to go through the systems to be able to get the warrant for her arrest but that I, would have been that would have worked with her being. But I think white. when you look at this whole case in its entirety, though, it just seems like there's been failure after failure after failure, and that's why people are pissed too. Right. And so. see, part of my thing is I feel like 
the law enforcement is probably terrified of losing their case, of fucking yeah. up in any little way that's going to make them fuck this case up. Right. And so they're trying, in my mind, I'm hoping that this is what's happening. Me but too. we've all seen really shitty police work. But I'm really hoping that this is the, this is our law enforcement just being very particular. Uh, they are making sure all of their T's are crossed, all of their I's are dotted. They are making sure that nothing is going to mess this case up. That's what I'm hoping is happening. Me That's too. why I'm hoping it's taking so long. Me but too. she's finally in custody. So. Yay! There is that. So, like we said, this week and next week are going to be a little different. Yes. So, I cannot give a shout out to the people who I would like to give a shout out to because <laughs> these were not ones that were like emailed to us or texted to us. This was like, because when you join our discussion group, it asks what your favorite case is. That's just something for my, I enjoy seeing these things. <laughs> um, so, that's just for like my own enjoyment. <laughs> but... I had at least three or four of them suggest Jamie Kloss. Mm -hmm. And this is something that by name I was like, huh? And then when I looked back into it, I felt like an <laughs> idiot because it's definitely, I definitely have heard this case and I've kind of gone, I haven't really dug too deep, but like I was right on the surface. We kind right. of, as it happened, it's like, yeah. oh shit. Well, and, I, and as we were talking too, it's, it has a lot of parallels to an Idaho case right. with Shasta Groening. Mm -hmm. I always mess up her name, but because it should be Grina the way it's spelled. But anyway, <laughs> um, and the, you know, the tragedy of her family, there's a lot of which, parallels here, which Kaylin didn't remember. I had to refresh her memory right before I'm we started recording. I'm still not recording. 100%, but yeah, it's but anyway. fine. <laughs> it's fine. We might do that one down the road. So. Right. Um, another, a couple of other suggestions we got was the Long Island serial killer, yeah, which, which is a big one that we, I'm surprised, haven't even like brought up ever. Yeah. But I think it's because, you know, like when we started, we were trying to avoid cold cases right. although now I you've them. taken a deep nose dive into those and i, I think that's what and the and also you know cases that were super famous and i think as we've gotten more comfortable we're not quite so afraid of those cases but that one is so crazy because we don't even know for sure we have one killer well that and see that to me is very similar to our texas killing field. yes yeah. Because and that one was a really hard one for me to cover because there is so or much. even the Jennings eight right in a lot They're of ways just... where where you know I'm still not convinced we have one killer in the Jennings eight right um, or even that we just have one single person behind it you know I think there's right that is such a tangled web with so many different people mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to untie those knots right and see those cases honestly scare the shit out of me because they're really really hard to make sure that there is as straight as possible right. and it's never going to be straight no there's no. too many victims there's not enough evidence and we just there's not enough facts mm -hmm. for us for it to be the, like this straight line that we can go beginning to end it's right. going to be a very convoluted very very convoluted so those ones are hard but maybe We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about Jamie Kloss. And this that I, this case was just so saturated the media mm -hmm. in so many ways. Right. And so that was actually one of the things is when I looked into this, it was like the first thing that I recognized was her face mm -hmm. immediately. I was like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen, not mugshot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've seen her picture right. all over. 
And so this was a super recent case because this was in October of 2018. Um, Jamie Kloss was 13 years old and her and her parents were in their house. It was just after midnight, almost 1 a.m. It was about 12.53 a.m. When dispatch got, when 911 got a phone call and there was nobody talking in the phone, but the dispatcher could very clearly hear a huge commotion mm -hmm. going on in the background. And not long after the phone call had begun, it then got disconnected. And what happens in any case when somebody calls 911 and gets disconnected without speaking to the dispatcher, the dispatcher calls back. That's right. just how it works. And so the dispatcher called back and when she did, the phone had gone straight to voicemail. And we now know that it, about 12.50 in the morning, a car had driven into the Kloss's driveway, which sent the dog going nuts. Mm -hmm. And that woke up Jamie. Jamie went and got her parents to be like, hey, someone's here. I don't know what's going on. So her dad went downstairs and he, before he gets to the front door, the front door is kicked in mm -hmm. and he originally thinks that it's a cop. And so right. he tells him to like identify yourself uh -huh. and almost immediately is shot and killed. Um, he was shot in the head and killed instantly. So sad. <clears throat> and about that time, uh, Jamie and her mother had been, uh, her mom's name is, sorry, her father's name is James and her mom's name is Denise. So Jamie and Denise locked themselves inside of the bathroom. And that is when her mom calls the cops. And Jamie was clearly, obviously, very understandably freaking the fuck right. out. Of course. She's 13 and somebody just came into her house and there was gunshot. Mm -hmm. So they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I said, Denise didn't speak. And the operator had heard the disturbance. She had heard yelling. And then the phone was disconnected. Um, we then later find out that Jamie's wrists and ankles were duct taped and Denise was shot in front of Jamie, which is so sad. Well, okay. Not just that, like, this is one of those cases that, you know, makes me just insane with rage because it is one of those that exemplifies all of these traits of toxic masculinity this idea i see something i deserve to have it right and it doesn't matter who stands in my way you know and there's no sense of well like and the thing that, well i'll try to save this for later mm -hmm. but i'll come back to this okay. thought because i don't want to down so you don't know i'll be it? i think it'll come back okay. to me um so jamie's wrists and ankles had been bound with duct tape and she had been um, dragged outside and placed in the trunk of the car that had pulled into the driveway and taken. And the neighbors had heard the gunshots and obviously the 911 call was a huge red flag. Right. So cops arrived very soon after and we later, now I'll talk about that later. Okay. Never mind. So <laughs> cops arrive and they find, uh, James they find Denise and they very quickly 
figure out someone's missing. Right. We have a 13-year-old girl not in the house. We have no trace of her at this point. And so at first, the law enforcement wasn't sure if she was taken Mm -hmm. or if she left on her own accord. Right, because there's always those stories, too, Mm -hmm. of... Far too many, I feel like, nowadays. Oh, yeah, far too many of, you know, they hook up on social media or they're dating or whatever the case is, and then they make plans, you know, kill the parents. And we had another case like that in Sun Valley, which is a pretty, over in the Sun Valley area, which is a very infamous case and has been covered on a couple of different crime shows as well. Well, and that also very much reminds me of a case out of Texas, and gosh, I wish I could remember their names, Mm -hmm. but it was... A 16-year-old girl and her family was, like, super religious. And she had gotten this boyfriend her parents didn't like him. They ended up, after a while, being like, you can't see him anymore. Which, parents, that's never going to work. I'm no. so sorry. Yeah. Uh, forbidding your child to see somebody is not going to do anything but make them see them more. Yeah. Just you should <laughs> read Romeo and Juliet. It's been going on a long time. Seriously. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she ended up setting up this whole thing for her boyfriend and his friends to kill her whole family and they were going to run off together and then her dad ended up surviving and it was a whole thing and now she's in prison for the rest of her life. Good. (laughs) um, But that stuff like that, it happens and it Mm -hmm. happens often and that's something that with like the Lori Vallow case Mm -hmm. is people I hear all the time because we've talked about it at work quite a bit lately. Like, I just don't know how a mother can do that. I'm like, but it happens all the time. time. All the time, and people just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Because, and we've talked about the whole motherly instinct. Is it really there, or is it just, is, is it a society thing that's been kind of shoved into our brains forever? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, people are like, how can mom do that? I'm like, it fucking, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, the number one cause of death for children under the age of three in this country is their caretakers. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the post about the, oh, it was, I don't know. Sorry, remember. we're all over the place today, we are. people. Oh, we my made God. all that talk about chronological <laughs> cases, and now, we, and now we're just like freewheeling. There but, was a, I saw an article. I, did, I couldn't take, I could not bring myself to open read it. Read the I whole thing. No, I didn't even open it. I just read the headline, mm. and that was it. Um, a baby, I don't remember how old she was. Thank God survived, but her mother stabbed her 17 times in the face with a pair of scissors Jesus. for biting her during breastfeeding. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my gosh. I couldn't I couldn't No, open I could I couldn't open that. I I no. Mm-mm. No. Like I get it. Biting during breastfeeding <laughs> is painful. It's bad. It's bad. But like there are options <laughs> that do not involve scissors stabbing or harming your child in any way just just a suggestion just maybe like stop breastfeeding (laughs) get a bottle it's okay (laughs) wow yeah so these are things that happen all the time guys so it's not crazy to think that the police also had the idea that she very possibly could have left on her own accord it's not one of those like runaways like oh sorry she's gone she did it by herself they also very much took it as a consideration that she was probably taken And they end up doing a massive search. And there were volunteers that searched along sides of Route 8 that were near her home. They spent all of October. I guess I should have said the date. This happened on October 15th. 15th. Mm -hmm. 
And didn't they do the um, Amber Alert pretty much right off the bat? Yes. And I think that's, you know, that was one of the things is I remember too, is they just plastered everything immediately. Right. E- it was very immediate. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually didn't allow volunteers to help search until October 23rd. Which is interesting given what we know about how the people who perpetrate these things right. very often like to insinuate themselves. And I think mm-hmm. cops are getting, which is good and bad because you know more feet more eyes on the ground that's definitely a good thing but then you know you are keeping these people away so they don't get to find out too much information either right and that's a real kind of i think you know double-edged sword there but now something to add to this is both um both of jamie's parents james and denise they Mm -hmm. both worked for Genio, who's the big turkey company, the turkey. Oh, Genio. You know, yeah, yeah, Genio. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like Genio. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like the big turkey company. Yeah. That's where they worked. Okay. They worked at a bit, and I guess it's big where they were in Wisconsin. Mm. I guess I should also say we're in Wisconsin, guys. <laughs> Apparently, this. Is- I just want you guys all to know that, like, Kaylin showed up at my house, and she was like, "I'm on time." And then we sat here for half an hour while she finished putting together this case. So I'm totally throwing her under the bus right now. Cool. And it feels really good because she usually gets me and I'm happy. So there was a, there was a, a suspect mm-hmm. very early because there was a man and his name was, I'm sorry when I butcher this last name. No, we're not sorry because he's a pig dog and he doesn't deserve to have his name Amen, pronounced sister. correctly. Uh, Kyle Janky Annis. And here's the thing, like, I'd never heard this part of the case, which just blows my mind. Right, so there was a man named Kyle Janky Annis, and he had come forward, and it's not really, it's not really specified whether this was before this happened, whether he came forward before Jamie was taken or after Jamie was taken. Um, I would assume after so that if something did come up, he's like, hey, I did this, but I didn't take her. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? So it came out that he had actually broken into the Colossus house. It was like a month or two before Jamie had been taken. And he had taken some of her underwear. He took two of her tank tops and he took her one of her dresses. And he claimed it was just to see what what size of clothes she wore. Which, on the outside, you're like, okay, this dude broke into her house prior, figured out what size clothes she's wearing. Stole her underwear. Right. So he probably, in my mind, when I was first, like, actually digging deep into this, Mm -hmm. I was like, this dude did it. Mm -hmm. He took her, and but was able to do it after he broke into her house, so then he would have, like, clothing for her. Right. But it later, we do find out that he had nothing to do with her kidnapping. At all. So, and that's so weird to me, too, that, like, the, nobody even knew that he'd taken the clothing, right? Like, it, right. he just totally, had he not stepped forward and said, hey, I did this thing, we still might not know. Right. Wow. And Ugh. one of the weird, strange things is that Kyle Jankianis also worked briefly at Jenny O., but he was also said that he didn't have any sort of interaction with Jamie's parents, which to me sounds like bullshit because how else would you have known, known about her, her to break yeah. into her house to take these things? So anyway. that to me, bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's still weird coincidence. Yeah. No. The cool thing with Jenny O is that when all of this did happen, Jenny O donated $25,000 towards the reward 
to get Jamie Claus That's back. really awesome. And that was added to the already $25,000 that had been put in place by law enforcement as a reward. So it then boosted it. So Jenny O doubled the reward, okay. basically. And which I thought was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And so they, investigators ended up getting more than 2,000 tips. Wow. And they went over every single one of them. There had been sightings, and I put sightings in air quotes, and this is another thing we've talked about a lot recently with the Lori Vallow case, Mm -hmm. is that in any missing persons case, you will have sightings of the person who's missing. Almost always. Always. And they're all over the place. Right. And so one of these sightings was actually in Miami, Florida. They had claimed that they had seen Jamie in a black SUV with two white males, which they then ended up deciding that it was not her. Right. And um, the black SUV is a was a vehicle of interest during the investigators. Um, when they were looking at no, their investigation the, no, or what? No, I don't know. When they're talking, why can't I? <laughs> I don't know uh, what you're saying. Their press conferences. Oh, oh Their press okay. releases when they Got were giving you. out information. That was one of the big things. <laughs> I don't know why that was fucking. Why it's that so was so hard, for, hard for me to spit it out. But that was one of the big things was it was very, they were pretty positive that there was a black SUV involved in the in the kidnapping. Okay, so with that false sighting and with you stumbling over words, why don't we take a break yes, and please. then come back? Yes, please. All right, we're back and maybe Kaylin has hit the reset button. We'll see here. Let's, <laughs> let's fucking hope, because my goodness. Anyway, so we are going to jump about 88 days. Not about. We're going to jump 88 days after Jamie Claus right. has been taken. And this is such a... Like, and, and within those 88 days, and most of you probably remember this, it is just nonstop. Like, I, I just remember, like, every day I felt like I saw something. You yeah. Know, which was good. It, I mean, I think when you have these sorts of cases, the more you can keep that person's face, you know, in front of everybody. Right. The better it is. So Right. So... When we find out, okay, no, we're just going to go straight to her escaping. Okay. Which is exciting. Yes, so, it is. <laughs> which is exciting. It is exciting. So there she, there was a woman who happened to be a CPS worker. Mm-hmm. And she was out, her and her husband owned a cabin kind of more up in the woods. It was about 70 miles away from Jamie Kloss's home. And she, her and her husband owned a cabin up there and she was just out walking the dog. And this was in February of 2019. And she sees a very, she said a very frail looking young girl who was in leggings, a sweatshirt, I believe, like a hoodie. And then she, shoes that were too big for her. And they were walking towards each other. And when they got close enough for them to hear each other, the little, the girl said, I need help. I'm Jamie. And the woman was just like, I know. <laughs> like, I, like, I know. Yeah, I and recognize you. Exactly. And when... What a surreal moment, though. Seriously. And so Jamie had pointed out the area that she had come from, like, that's where I was. And so the woman... 
the, both cabins were like on the same property line. And so the woman was like, I'm not taking you back to my house because it's too close to him. Right. And so she ended up taking her to, I believe it was a friend of hers house. And that's when they called the cops and the cops told them, lock the doors. Do not let anybody in. We'll be there as soon as Which we can. Ha- I mean, how brave of this woman knowing what this asshole had already done and was willing to do to get his creepy pedophile hands on this little girl. Right. I mean... That what a terrifying moment. Seriously, you know what I mean. And every kudo in the world to her. But like, how could you not? Because well, exactly. But I mean, you know, you are literally putting your life on the line in that right moment. because he already killed her parents. Exactly. And like, he'll kill you too yes. to get her back. Yes. Yeah. And so they did. They said lock all the doors, lock all the windows, like close everything hide yourselves basically we will be there as soon as we can which is my motto when i get home from work every day but right and (laughs) they said that um jamie didn't really speak much which Mm -hmm. clearly i wouldn't either she just well she was traumatized right she just been held captive for 88 days poor kid you know the ptsd and things that she must have for real but she did say i'm sorry it wasn't a uh sweater it was a light it was just like a t-shirt okay um and the name of the woman was uh, Jean or Jeanne. I'm not sure how. Jean. I, Jean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean Nutter, and she was walking her dog. And she had told the police that he had killed her parents. He'd taken her. He kept her for prison just a few uh, houses away from uh, the lady who had found her. And... He, the neighbors said that she was quiet and calm and they were surprised. She was surprised that they recognized her. Mm-hmm. And so the police arrived around 4.45 p.m. and they took her out of the area immediately for her own safety. So if anything crazy happened, she would be safe. And they ended up spotting a car that had driven up to the house that she said she had been that she had been kept in and as soon as the cops stopped the car a man named Jake Jake Patterson gets out of the car and he says I did it it was me I took her mm-hmm. and I mean what a cowardly piece of crap you know what I mean like right I, I just ugh. I just hate. I uh, I can't even speak about these kinds of people. Right. I hate them so much. So Jamie was taken to the hospital. She was kept under very strong surveillance. Ah, surveillance isn't the right word. No. She was she was kept basically in under guard. Yes. She was being guarded very heavily. She was heavily. being guarded and she was being observed. Yes. Um, the following morning, she was released into the custody of her aunt, Jennifer Smith. And on the, it was, it's pretty cool. So Hormel, who is the parent company of Jenny O, uh, where her parents had worked, they announced that, uh, Jamie herself would be getting that $25,000 because she rescued herself. Which I think is pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, I mean, I wouldn't see... 
I wouldn't have any problem with Jean getting it either. Right. But I wonder if she even didn't. Didn't even want it. Do you know what I mean? Because right, she was I wonder, already did, in like the CPS, so yeah. her helping children is kind of already everything right. she wants to do. I, I, I like. always wonder if there wasn't like some talk behind the scene. Because obviously they had to have offered it to her first. Do you know what I'm saying? Because she is, ten, right. do you know what I mean? Right. Like, and then I, I don't know, but I, I would like to know more about that aspect of the story. Right. So let's talk about Jake Patterson. Even though I don't really want to, but let's like, talk this is, about the piece. Oh shit. Right. I don't really want to talk about him. Because, I know. Like, Cause he deserves to die in a hole. Kudos to Jamie Kloss for getting herself out of a fucking crazy ass situation. How at brave of her. Old. Yeah. Right. So. Jake Patterson did confess to the police that he had kidnapped Jamie, kidnapped Jamie and taken her parents. He had murdered zero, her parents, right. not taken her parents. Oh, right. Murdered. Sorry. Murdered. Is that what I said? You said taken. taken. Yeah. See, apparently my mind just got reset, guys. Um, he had no criminal history in Wisconsin, at least. It's specified on here. He had no criminal history in Wisconsin. Um, he was charged with two counts of first degree intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping and one count of armed burg burglary. Um, his bail was set at $5 million cash. And on March 27th, he pled guilty to two counts of intentional first degree homicide and one count of kidnapping, which I'll take it. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. Well, he saved... Everybody, like, the cost of a trial, right? Because right. did, he, he didn't go to trial. No. And he just said, it was, I, yeah. And it was, like, completely again Because he had a public defender because he couldn't afford a lawyer because he was mm -hmm. a piece of garbage. And um, he, his public defender told him, do not take this fucking plea deal. We have not gone through all the evidence. Mm -hmm. We may be able to go to trial. Fucking stupid public defender. You should. I know. Well, and here's, well, we've talked before right. about our issues with. Right. But his public defender told him, don't take the plea deal. Because we're not done doing our side of our right. jobs. Don't take it. And he was like, no, I'm taking it. And Which he, at least, I guess, like there's a little sliver microscopic something that, hey, at least. Do you know what I right, mean? Right. He's not trying to get away with it. Exactly. He's like, hey, I did it. Put mm -hmm. me in jail. I'm just going to tell right. you I did it versus He wasn't like, yeah, crazy. no, let's go ahead and, you know, I'm crazy. I was abused. I, right. I did drugs. I was kidnapped by aliens. I, you know. Right. I, yeah. Now, so he did plead guilty, and so, like, thanks. Uh, the judge did agree to dismiss the armed burglary count, so he was sentenced to the maximum of two consecutive life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole Good. for the murder charges, plus an additional 40 years for the kidnapping charge. So he's never getting out. Good. Thumbs up to that. Yeah. And even the police had said from the moment that he was like, it was me. From that moment, he was ready to take a plea deal. He never wanted it to go to trial. He was even no matter what sort of defense lawyer he had, he would have taken the plea deal is what the investigator said. Because from the beginning, that's all he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll take it. Um, the Douglas County did not pursue charges against him that were related to her her 88 days in captivity because that's a whole nother shit. Right, right. You could do all kinds of, yeah. Right. Um, but they didn't want to do that because they didn't want to have to bring Jamie in for questioning. They didn't want to have to put her on the stand. They didn't and I was going to say, and that's the one reason with this not going to trial and everything 
that, you know, don't traumatize her again and make right. her relive all of this stuff. Right. Good, you know? Now, one of the fucking craziest things about this whole case to me is that Jake Patterson had parties at his house with her there and no one fucking knew about her because he hit her. Now this is this is kind of confusing to me because I wasn't able to get the exact details. As far as I could get was he hit her under his mattress. Now, in my mind is like did you like cut a hole in the floor and put the put her in the hole and then put a mattress on top of her or did you make her lay with the mattress like on, on top, top of, of her? her? Very confusing, yeah. but she did say or it was said that he would put weights on the other corners of the bed so that when he left and he came back, he would know if she had gotten moved. out and moved around. And the day of her escape, he had told her that he was going to be gone for about five to six hours, that she was going to stay under the bed where she always does. She wasn't going to move, this, this, and that. And all, she waited a little while after he left. She, The shoes that were too big for her were his. And she went to go get help. And he had a Christmas party at, her, at his house. Anytime he had company, he said that the way that he would mask, he would make sure that nobody would hear her because he also told her, like, you will not make a sound. And if right. you make a sound, it'll be bad. He threatened yeah. her all the time because that's what they do. And um, to make sure that she didn't try, he would play really loud music in his room and then just keep his company out in the rest of the house. So his dad even came forward and was like, I can't believe that no one fucking knew mm -hmm. because we've been in the house, house. with her in there and, and no one knew. But again, just think how traumatized she must have been. I right. mean, I'm sure she was being raped regularly. Oh, I'm sure. I and mean, see, that's something that you, they have the, they zero record. About. They will not bring it up. And again, good. Right. You don't, and I feel bad even bringing it up or talking about it, but because I'm sure they have tried to do as much to protect her and to keep all of this from being, you know what I mean? Which, Where she me, has to relive it over and over again. Uh, one, thank God. But it's crazy because almost every other case similar to this, we have all the information. Yeah. This happened to him, this happened to him, this happened to him. But I have a feeling they've learned. So I'm like, I'm even thinking of the mm -hmm. Shasta uh, Greening case or Groening. I'm sorry, I'm butchering her last name. But, um,. You know, because, of course, her life has not been an easy nor a good one since all of this happened to right. her either. And I wonder if law enforcement hasn't learned from some of those sorts of cases. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That if you're constantly spewing all of the details out there, it's worse for the victim. It's not helpful. You know, share, share everything with other law enforcement, I'm sure, to make you better at catching these guys. But um, you want to protect your victim. Right. And I hope, I hope that police are actually starting to do that because you, we've seen it all the time before that that's not mm -hmm. the case. And I definitely misspoke earlier. I said February of 2019 and I definitely meant to say January of 2019. That was just a misspoke, but I just, mm -hmm. clearly I can't talk very easily today. Um, so it has, it's just over a year now mm -hmm. since she rescued herself. And I'm not, that's how I'm going to put it because that's what she did. And he is still in prison. Thank the good. Well, he, he'll never get out. Right. Um, he also claimed that because he did, there was a reporter from a television station in Minneapolis that 
was tr- corresponding with him while he was in while he's in prison and he had written a letter to the reporter and he this is oh this this is something that's going to make you mad too he apologized for his crimes <laughs> said that they were committed quote unquote mostly on impulse and uh which is such a bunch of bullshit this was not it was not committed on he, impulse he had been watching her mm-hmm, and so staking he, out that house right well so it originally started as he saw her getting on the school bus one day he was yep. he was behind the school bus he watched her get on and I that was the moment that. that he was like i want her and i want to know if the guy who broke it and stole her clothes i want to know if, if they, there's any sort of connection between the two of them cuz you and i so often especially in the earlier our earlier episodes how often did we have you know serial killers and freak shows working to get there's just something about that like it's too and granted crazy ass coincidences happen right. but that is just, that's a big one. Right. So. And so he, yeah, he saw her getting on the bus, the bus, at the bus stop and decided that's, I'm, t- I'm going to take her. Mm-hmm. And he continued to stalk her where he would follow her home from the bus stop. And then he started staking out the house and it, he had told police that he had been to her house multiple times just outside, excuse me, just mm-hmm. watching just well, watching. And just the whole thing. Like, he had that planned. He had mm-hmm. thought that out. I'm sorry. So, in this letter, he also uh, talked about the time that she spent in captivity. And he said, we really just watched a lot of TV. We played board games, talking about stuff. We cooked a lot. Everything we made was homemade, you know? Yeah, because we're going to go out to eat because I fucking kidnapped her. Right. Like, what am I going to do? Take her to a nice restaurant? Hey, let's go to McDonald's. Make sure nobody nobody recognizes you. Right. Yeah, and that was the other thing, too, because I remember this shit, too, coming out. And I was just like, what a piece of garbage you are. Like, trying to make this sound like, you know, it was just, oh, we just had this happy little home life. Right. It's just, it's so gross. It's so gross. Um, At Jake's arraignment... His father had told a reporter that he had a note of apology that he tried to get to Jamie. His father did. No, his father oh, had written this okay. apology. Um, Jake's grandfather stated something went terribly wrong. Nobody had any clues. We are absolutely heartbroken. It's wrenching to deal with. He was shy and quiet. He had backed off from the crowds, but he was a nice boy and polite. Computer games were more of a priority than social interaction. And that was another thing that was said, even from his friends, was that... A couple of years prior to this, he had kind of made himself a hermit. Mm-hmm. He stopped talking to most people. He, which is strange because then he talks about having like a Christmas party, but I'm wondering if that was just like a couple of family members, you know, coming over mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he was in the Marine Corps for a little while and he ended up being discharged after a month and mm-hmm. on June 20th he had and see it didn't have a date on this I'm assuming it's June of 2018 because of how close it was he had to be maybe it's not I don't know it just I'm I need to figure that out because mm-hmm. that's annoying that it doesn't have a year <laughs> uh, but he is registered as a sex offender and he ended up being uh 
transferred to an out-of-state prison. So now he's in New Mexico, at a prison in New Mexico. And and he has to be, I'm sure, kept apart from Gen Pop all the time. So that and, he doesn't get murdered, yeah. even though I wish he would. I'm all, you know, for the most part, I'm all for that, like... Well, you're the cut-them-off girl, so... Right. <clears throat> the in, what is it called? When when inmates in jail kill other inmates? Oh, I don't know. There's a special... Jailhouse. Name. Jailhouse Justice? It's, yeah, something like that. I'm all for that, guys. Cut them off. <laughs> Cut them off. That's all I gotta say. And or murder them, apparently. Right. Okay. I'm all for it. I mean, to be honest, okay, think about it this way, and this is just how I think about it. You're in... And this is probably why they're, they're separated, is because most people probably think this way. Let's say I lose my fucking mind and I killed somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison. Oh, yeah. They have nothing to lose. Right. So right. why not kill the motherfuckers right. who and, are touching all the white young children? And, and I do think there's something, too, about the idea that, like, this is why I watch the Real Housewives franchises. <laughs> like, I know I'm a bad person in some ways, but if I watch them, I realize I'm not that, that bad. bad of a person. <laughs> and I really believe that a lot of times when you're in prison, it's that same thing. Like, you feel like you know you're a bad person. You've done all these bad things, but... There are these things that are never allowed. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, it's a way of reclaiming some sort of quote-unquote goodness for yourself. Because, like, that's my thing. Like you said, they have nothing to lose. So why not help the world be a better place with one less chomo in it? Right? Very good. That's my thoughts. Yeah. I'm also all about cutting the dicks off, so there's that too. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'm just not in the right state of mind. Maybe I already fucking lost my mind. <laughs> and I just haven't... That's just as far as it's gone. I don't know. I have a feeling you will have a lot to say to Kaylin this week. Probably. On our Facebook page, our Facebook discussion group. We're selling merch now! Yes, if you haven't seen that. And like I said, we gave Kyle the shout out at the beginning of the episode. Stateofcrimepodcast.com. So. Yeah. There's some cool stuff, including cut them off on one of the shirts. I so. haven't made those yet. Oh. No, those got, yeah. I ended up having to use a different um, producer, I guess, for oh, okay. where we're getting our stuff. So, because reviews make a big difference. Yes, they what, do. Yeah, so I ended up moving, moving situations, but we have some other options too. Uh, right now, everything that I've that I've created so far is up there. I haven't... All of the hats are embroidered. They're not uh, screen printed or anything like that. So uh, that's another thing to keep in mind because I know that I've had a couple of like, screen, maybe not screen printed, but not embroidered things on like hats and stuff. And it comes off, it tends to come off really easily. So that's something to think about with all of the hats. I think I have three, three or four different types of hats. I know we have a beanie. I know we have a flex fit because my boyfriend is like, I'll only wear the flex fit. I'm like, cool i'll figure it out and then i think we have like a a vintage like dad dad hat or something like that (laughs) um so but all of the hats are embroidered which is pretty cool yeah thank my boyfriend for the cool new fix of the logo i don't know if you paid attention to how it's like just the outline of the states Mm -hmm. for most of our for most of our uh merch it is and he did all that so it's really cool it is really cool he did good well Episode Instagram, 99. Also, oh, make yes. sure you check out our Instagram. And this 
was episode 99. Next week is episode 100. Woo. We're thinking about what we kind of want to do some sort of like super mega penultimate case. So right. if you've got an idea in the next day or two, you can also text us. Oh, yeah. Hey, that you can works. text us. That's super awesome. Um, so The number is 208-590-7118. I don't know why I grabbed my phone. Like I need to look it up. I've said it so many times <laughs> in the last few days that... But, so yeah, but if you've got some really great case that you're like, hey, we really, really want you to do that next week, let us know in the next day or two, and we'll right. get on it. And so. it can be any case ever. It can yes. be something that we have talked about that we're like, we're never going to do that. We'll do that too. Because <laughs> um, we do want to do something really like big and exciting for our 100th. And then we're going to go get sushi at some point to, to celebrate, because like, I really need some sushi in my life. Um, I feel like there's something we're forgetting. I don't know. Buy our merch. Yes. They're cool. Stateofcrimepodcast.com. We have our own website and everything. It's pretty. Also, I did that entire website and I had like a full-blown panic attack. I was trying to get it all put together and it's not done yet. There's stuff I want to add and it's just. She's doing a great job. Slowly but surely. I worked my ass off here, man. Yes. And we love and appreciate you so much. Stateofcrimepodcast.com. I'm wondering if I say it enough times that people are going to actually like, go look just at like, it. They'll be driving. They'll be like, <laughs> must buy merch. <laughs> just like put it in the background we'll of the entire like, episode. It'll be like the back masking on record <laughs> albums in the 60s and the 70s. And we'll, we'll have that in the podcast. Don't play the podcast backwards. <laughs> it's just like, I'll just like place it in random parts of the podcast where I'm like in the middle of talking. <laughs> Stadacrimepodcast.com. <laughs> But we appreciate, whether you buy merch or not, right. we appreciate you. We thank you for listening. See you next time.